Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First. Alex First taking a look at the death and life of Otto Bloom. M-rated in Australia, only 82 minutes in length. The living beating heart of Otto Bloom lies with the stellar performance of Rachel Ward, not with the titular character who is aloof throughout. In fact, the biggest thing lacking in this bold reimagining of the human condition is connection with the pivotal personality. That's a serious misstep. Otto Bloom is experiencing his life in reverse, passing through time backwards while remembering the future. So what we regard as imminent, he has already lived. Is he psychic? A time traveller, perhaps? Does he have a screw loose? Or is he living proof of Einstein's theory of relativity. Neuropsychologist Dr Ada Fitzgerald played as an older woman by Rachel Ward and as a younger person by her daughter, Matilda Brown, Brian Brown's daughter as well. Dr Ada Fitzgerald is called in to examine Otto Bloom when he shows up unable to remember anything. Yet this young man with amnesia has an uncanny ability to predict upcoming events. Little does Fitzgerald know at the time that the experience will serve to change her life. Bloom seems to know more about Fitzgerald than she knows about herself. The film charts his rise from scientific oddity to international superstar as he searches for love and meaning in this strange backwards world. Over the years, Bloom has a string of romances while challenging our preconceived notions about life, death and the nature of time. The idea for The Death and Life of Otto Bloom came to first-time writer-director Chris Jones a number of years ago. That was when he stumbled across a letter that Albert Einstein had written to the grieving family of a recently departed friend. It was that missive in which Einstein famously described time as merely a stubbornly persistent illusion. And while Jones had heard that quote before, he found the notion fascinating and reading it in the context of a letter of consolation gave it new resonance. And he says, we're all mortal. We live and then we die. We love and we lose the ones we love. So this idea that time is an illusion, that every moment in time is and will forever be unfolding simultaneously, seemed like such a beautiful gift, a shining beacon of hope in all the chaos of the universe. Jones knew immediately he wanted to tell a story that could somehow express this philosophy. Can a mountain sunrise awaken something deep inside us? Can a winding trail be the path to what we've been yearning for? In West Virginia, you can look for answers in rolling hills and hidden waterfalls and get back in touch with things that feel authentic and pure. Ask yourself if there's a feeling you've been missing. Then listen to the voice that's calling you to a place that's almost heaven. Find your version of heaven at wvtourism.com. You're listening to Movies First. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter.
The curious case of Benjamin Button also played with the concept of time and ageing in reverse. In that case, it had a physical manifestation, whereas here, in The Death and Life of Otto Bloom, it doesn't appear to. That is just one of the problems I had with it. You would have thought that if this is a story about great love and loss, that the central player would be able to connect with us, the audience. Unfortunately, though, that is not the case. He remains distant and unreachable throughout. We never really get a fix on him. He's but a shell of a person, rather dull, always at arm's length, while others who knew him continue to extol his virtues. The idea of interviewing people with whom Bloom came into contact and influenced, which is what this movie does, is a very good one. So the concept is sound. The execution is not. You're wanting others' representations of Bloom to be reflected in the characterization of Bloom himself. Yet that is not what transpires. In fact, it becomes positively infuriating that it doesn't, given the interview subject's care and consideration for him. Rachel Ward's representation of the good doctor in particular appears so real, so affecting and effective that it merely serves to show up the gaping hole between her and Otto Bloom, whose persona I didn't find at all appealing. Other loves of his life are dealt with and dismissed too quickly, giving the film an uneven feel, and unfortunately then becomes a race to the finish. I actually saw the picture twice, and the second viewing didn't change my opinion. It was actually the opening film at the Melbourne International Film Festival. Anyway, Chris Jones' concept doesn't translate to a readily relatable film. Rather, it was almost too clever by halves. It's rated M in Australia, The Death and Life of Otto Bloom, with a running time of only 82 minutes, scores a five and a half to a six out of 10. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.